we are talking about erotic fiction. Ooh, burn. I know. I feel like <laughs> you've got the perfect voice for this. Ooh. Well, let's get into it. Let's, I was going to say, let's lose our inhibitions. <laughs> I'm going to be terrible this, I can tell. Hello, you're listening to Dear Reader, a book talk show featuring chatty librarians bringing you reading recommendations and a whole lot of book loving. I'm Louise Cadell. And I'm Bernadine Nolan. And we're coming to you live from Melbourne Library. Before we get started, we want to remind you that we'd love to hear what you're reading. So tweet us at Library with the hashtag Dear Reader. And you can download previous Dear Reader episodes at SoundCloud or iTunes by searching for Melbourne Library Service and subscribing. Yeah, subscribe. And all the books we mention will be listed in our show notes on our Goodreads page, which you can find on our website at www.melbournelibraryservice.com.au and it's on the read page. All right, uh, you can go first then, a little Ooh. miss late at night. All what right. did you read? Can I? All right, the first one I read was Little Birds by Aeneas Nin. And I hadn't read any of her literature before, so it was interesting. Um, this... Little Birds is also short stories, so there's 13 short stories and in the book she explores all kinds of men and women, the intricacies of their lives, how they shape their personalities and their desires. Her characters range from strong to weak, coy to explicit and most of all the characters themselves go through a a range of emotions quashing any notion of fixed sexual inclination in humans Mm. now this book appeared in 1970 two years after her death Mm. but it was apparently dear reader when you read it you will find out what went on in the 1940s because she was part of a group of authors purely writing pornography for a dollar a day. Ooh la la. And I looked and thought, for a dollar a day, they got underpaid. (laughs) (laughs) Did you love it? I did. I did. There were some beautiful stories that... Even the geography from the beaches of Normandy to the streets of New Orleans, it's it, it, it's just beautiful, some of it. Some of them I didn't really enjoy, but on the whole, there's a sleepless wanderer of the night, there's a guitar-playing gypsy, and there's a host of other characters in it. So, hmm, I did. And for anyone who is not a, you know, big reader... It is only 135 pages of 13 small stories. It's quite a slim novel, isn't it? It is. I mean, obviously there's short stories, but yeah, it's quite slim. And I would have liked to have met this lady. She seems pretty killer, I reckon. She seems like a cool lady. I read it before as well, and I also love some of her stories are really about sexual power. So particularly, you know, a woman who wants sex and isn't afraid to ask what she for what she wants is really unusual. Yeah. So she would have been quite a liberated woman yeah. back in the 40s. I think so. Or, I mean, perhaps our our ideas of history are kind of... Kind of 
Mm-hmm. Maybe clouded. Yeah, glossed over. Mm-hmm. Definitely. The other thing I thought was interesting, I couldn't find out who the other writers that were writing the pornography mm. in the 40s were. Interesting. So were whether, they anonymous? I, um, I mean, maybe they had pen names. You they know. could have. Non de plume. Yeah. So, but yes, give it a shot. Dear reader. Saucy stuff. I've got to admit, I did think about doing that one as well. Louise. Um, Because it's beautiful. What did you write? My first read is... Oh, did you write as well? No, I didn't. I didn't. I just read. Uh, My first one was aptly named Erotic Stories, Every Man's Pocket Classics. (laughs) (laughs) The classics. It's steaming up in here, dear reader. Dear reader, I wish you could see the cover. There's a scantily clad lady in... Byrne said to me earlier, hmm, the title really just didn't appeal to me, that cover. It's just, it's not saucy enough. No. And I agree. By today's standards, it's very, <laughs> it's not very. No, um, not at all. Raunchy. Anyway, um, actually, mine's quite similar to your first book ah. in that it is a collection of stories and Anais Nin features in this book. The bo- the story, The Birds, is in this book ah, as well. cool. Um, so I think on a similar level to you, it's, there's, there's kind of stories for everyone and it's, it's split into categories, which is really cool. So all the the short stories are kind of grouped together and they've got such beautiful titles such as erotic awakenings, games of seduction, sexual alchemy and moments of ecstasy. So there's, Mm -hmm. there's all little, little, um, titles and beneath, beneath those categories, beneath those sections, there are about two or three stories, sometimes more, that run a really wide gamut of sexual tales. So they feature <gasps> they feature excerpts from Dangerous Liaisons, Lady Chatterley's Lovers, and they house authors such as Edith Wharton, um, Anais Nin, like we said, D. H. Lawrence, and Sarah Waters. Ooh. So it's it's a it's a good it's little a collection. Good collection. It, it actually was I really enjoyed it, and it was all the stories were quite wildly different you know you'd read one and it would be quite erotic and then you'd read another one and be like mm, i don't really know about that no. story like say um and it's sort of i suppose reading it gave me this historical overarching like maybe this was really shocking in the day, day. But now i'm like eh. but then i'd read another story that was done in the same time period and i'm like hang on a second like this is very raunchy. There was um, an SMN S and M one that was just very bizarre and really short. And I was like, "Oh, super raunchy about <laughs> about this gentleman prostituting out his lover, but her enjoying it." Like it was very strange, very oh. strange story, but quite interesting and only a couple of pages long. So I was like, "That's it. Oof, this is raunchy." Um, and if you didn't really translate, there was one story I didn't really get. It was about, um, it was a gay love affair with a ghost. And I don't think they consummated the relationship. I think it was just kissing. It, was, it ended very strange. I, wasn't, I was a little bit confused. It was sort of like a bit of mental illness there. And was it mental illness? Or it was just like, you know, oh. it was a bit, it was, it was, it was, it would definitely, I think, need a second reading. Because I, I think there was a, a lot I didn't understand okay. in it. But I was like, this is not erotic. But then, I mean... You know, each to his own. Each to his exactly. own. Exactly. Or um, each to her own. Each to her. Each to their own. own. But it was gorgeous. I would definitely recommend it if you want to casually dip a toe into some sort of erotic, erotic well, novels. There's some good authors in that one. Excellent authors. Beautiful. There was Sarah Waters um, tipping the velvet. That little short. I love story. that one. Gorgeous. She's gorgeous. Beautiful writing. 
and I didn't think of her when it comes to erotic fiction. Ah, and this brings us to a Which good point. Which was silly of me. So originally, Dear Reader, we came up with this theme because we thought it'd be quite fun. But then Bern and I had trouble initially finding uh, suitable titles. And it wasn't until we sort of delved in that we sort of realised, well, we're not really going to find anything that that so brashly says erotic novel. Well, <laughs> maybe maybe if we went to a certain type of store. store. Not in the library. Yes. Um, which means, and we do have some, we do have yeah, some under definitely. erotic fiction, but it's, they're more stories, mm. which is beautiful. Or, or, as I will tell you later, they're sometimes lumped into romance, which is quite confusing, I feel. It, and that was the other problem, dear reader, <laughs> was looking for erotic fiction that and not romance. getting romance. Yeah, because we're, we're in it for the and hard stuff. That was the soft, mushy stuff. That was the really hard part. <laughs> you know, I think I attempted probably four or five, mm. and it was... Oh, this is Mills and Boone. Yeah. This is another Mills and Boone. No offence to Mills and Boone's readers, but <laughs> what we wanted was erotica, not just romance. We were looking for things to make us blush on public transport, weren't we? We did. Gems we, in the library collection. We, things things that would surprise readers and might might uh, ruffle some feathers. feathers. Yeah. Yes. So, so in that, with that in mind, what's your second book? The second book I picked up was Bad Behaviour, Mary Gatskill. Now, this was her debut novel, which I didn't actually realise at the time, dear reader. Um, But it's Bad Behaviour. It's, once again, and we're going on a small theme here, I think, it's um, got a little quote from W.H. Auden, who is a poet I love, And it says, all the conventions conspire to make this fort assume the furniture of home. Least we should see where we are, lost in a haunted wood, children afraid of the night who have never been happy or good. Mm. And I read that and I thought, hmm, this doesn't sound like erotica at all. (laughs) What is going on? And then I started to read. So we've got nine short stories. Ranging from Daisy Valentine, Daisy's Valentine, I should say, to An Affair Edited, which was very short, and <laughs> Secretary, and I thought, oh, here we go, Uh-oh. here we go. And, but she says, it was, all the stories were powerful, and this, they, they all had... Um, a tie, obviously the erotica, but they were stories about dislocation, longing and desire, which depict a disenchanted and rebellious urgent fringe generation that is searching for human connection. Mm. Now, I didn't write that. I actually stole it from the internet. But when I started to think about it, I thought, that is so true. Mm. It is really true. So one of the, this book is contemporary literature, so it's not as shocking as what I think it could have been if it was done, say, when Lady Chatterley's Lover, which is the erotica of that period. Um, But my, um, Michiko Kukulin of the New York Times called it Pinteresque saying, 
Miss Gatskill writes with such authority, such radar-perfect detail, that she is able to make even the most extreme situations seem real. Mm. Her re- reportorial candor, uncomprised by sentimentality or voyeuristic charm, underscores the strength of her, dubai, of her debut novel. Her Dubai novel. Her Dubai novel. <laughs> Obviously, the stories are of sexual obsession, drug addiction, the darker side of human relationships. A lot of the stories or several of the stories feature women working as prostitutes. And her characters have this balance of an unusual combination of wit and naivety, which... Mm makes the characters seem much more real. So I think that was part of the charm of this book or the gave the reader the ability to actually read this book. Um, she reproduces rhythms, and I have lost the page I was going to read at, of it's that sort of unhappy behaviour, mm. which is interesting, but... She's there is one a story about an unfulfilled uh, veterinarian, so oh. please read that. Um, and I think I was surprised at the attention to detail in in the books, mm-hmm. and you don't think of it at the time, but you go back and there are little things that niggle at you because you think, oh, that was in oh that was in that part of the story. Mm. So I found it very very interesting. Um, it is an easy read, so anyone can look at it, read it, and yeah, it's very interesting. That's was it was it erotic though? Parts of it, parts mm. of it, parts of it, not. But bad behaviour is now an absolute classic. It's set in Manhattan's Lower East Side, and it's peopled with working-class drug addicts, intelligent hookers, stable housewives, smug yuppies, and sensually deprived professionals. I like that. Mm, That's from the back of the book. (laughs) So, yes. It's uh, Bad Behaviour depicts a cruel and tender world where romance and modern perversity go hand in hand. There we go. Hello, there you go. There you go. (laughs) Go down the Lower East Side, readers. (laughs) Well, I feel like that somewhat leads into my second book, which is, on reflection, a bit of a bit of a dud choice, I think. You know. (laughs) Well, I was very interested in going for what have we got in the nonfiction section? Mm. You know, I love a good nonfiction. So I went to Jared Diamond, who author of the famed Guns, Germs and Steel, excellent author, um, and his book, Why Sex is Fun, The Evolution of Human Sexuality. And? <laughs> let's, let's be honest, this is never going to be a great choice for an erotic story. Time. Louise has just given the <laughs> most... Oh. <laughs> I think, you know, um, it's, to be perfectly honest, it's not a fun book. <laughs> but oh. that's not why you read it. I mean, it's it's very anthropological. That's what Jared Diamond is. So I yes. sort of, you know, and I learned a lot. It was very interesting. Um, he has a really interesting section where he is talking from the perspective of a dog of how animals might see humans as sex. And I loved it. Oh, like, it's in... 
sorry, how animals see humans having sex and might think it's weird. You know, because, and it's true. You know, you think about, he brought up some excellent points that were hilarious. Like, um, you know, why do we have sex indoors in a way? Like all animals have sex everywhere whenever they can, right? So they have, what we have it if we're very secret and it's, you know. Shut doors. It's in a room, it's away. Yeah, Yeah, you know. Um, So it's, it's, it's very serious in tone and it's very... You know, he's he's really in depth, and he he does a lot of he goes pretty deep in some areas, and it's it's really interesting. You know, you can't. I know, I said it. He goes very deep. <laughs> Burns giggling at me, dear reader. Why, oh, Burn? I'm talking about a serious topic. You are indeed. <laughs> um, and you know, there's all this stuff about male birds and sort of different animals and sort of comparing humans and things like why do men have nipples and you know. Right, right. I'm not going to spoil it for you, dear reader. You're going to have to read it. Um, and, you know, there's sort of a long discussion, like I was talking about, of the hidden benefits of ovulation. And um, also he talks a bit about menopause, how women going through menopause prolongs our life. So, you know, because childbirth is quite mm. taxing on the body. So it was really interesting. And I, I was reading this. I, I really enjoyed it. And I knew what I was getting into. You yeah, know, it was never going to be... Um, erotic fantasy or anything crazy and it was it was fascinating um (laughs) reading some of the reviews on goodreads really made me laugh a lot the other day because they're just people like me thinking why is sex fun this book's gonna be a hoot and it's actually really dry and really you know scientific it's almost like a textbook i know right and that's what jared diamond's all about so it's not a surprise and there was this one review that said Sex is fun, yes. Why sex is fun is not. (laughs) (laughs) So I think that sort of sums up my second book. But I would like to take this opportunity to remind dear reader that we have lots of um, non-fiction books on sex and sexuality and the Mm. history of sexuality in the library. So there's so much sort of, I think I shortchanged myself a little bit by going straight for the Jared Diamond. I couldn't refuse because um, Guns, Germs and Steel is is a magnificent book. And I just thought, oh, I've just got to read this book. Mm. I didn't even know he wrote something like this. I mean, it was very good. But when I was looking through the shelves, I was thinking, you know, we have so much out there. It's it's really it's really excellent. We're really lucky. We do. And it's, it's not a, a theme or it's not something I would normally think about. So in terms no. of the library and... It's it's kind of given me a new appreciation for the different types of collections we have. Yes, because yeah. the well, the non-fiction collection is wonderful. It's so it's really comprehensive and it is wonderful. It's you can just get lost down a rabbit hole. And we must remember, not everybody reads fiction. Exactly. Well, that's that's kind of why I chose it. So oh. I'm sorry I've given it not the best rap to read it, but you know, we're talking about erotica. It's not really going to get any fires charging. At least no. not mine. So no, maybe an anthropologist. Who knows? Well, exactly. So uh, what about your third and final book? Bear? Well, this book was first published in 1749. What? <laughs> really? Yeah. It was published as a Mayflower paperback in 1963, second edition revised, published 1964, and it's been reprinted 14 times. Whoa, what is this fantastical book? This fantastical book is John Cleland's Memoirs of a Woman of Pleasure, Fanny Hill. Ooh, sounds Mm. exciting. Mm Mm-hmm. 
So it has been attacked, defended, praised, reviled. Academics and critical authorities consider it a minor classic in the history of literature. And only in the United States of America can the full unexpurgated edition be sold. So, but remember too, dear reader, that my edition is 1964. Yep. So that's probably changed quite a little bit. And I have, I have had a, had had a little look on the internet to see the cover. Mine doesn't have the cover of a pretty girl. Oh, yours is gorgeous. It's beautiful, beautiful cover. So, one of the reason I, the reason I got this was A, because it was sitting on my bookcase at home, but it's been one of the most prosecuted and banned books in history. Do we talk about it in banned books? No. What? We did not. Craziness. Yes. Thank I goodness know. we saved it for this one. So I thought, well, I may as well bring it and look at it because what does make it such a, such a sinful book in a way, if it's banned? Uh, but it really is a social picture of John Clellan's time. Wow. Yeah, of course it, it is. really is. So um, it is the classic novel of a young girl's exploration of physical pleasure. Ooh. Now, when you're talking about 1749, <laughs> yeah. Wow. So young, and it is a little bit sad, so bear with me. Young Fanny Hill is tricked into a life of prostitution. But, and there's a big but, dear reader, she quickly learns the power of her own body as she learns the ways of physical passion. She soon escapes her fate for the loving arms of a wealthy young man, but misadventure and fate conspire to keep her from domestic bliss. Instead, Fanny discovers that sex need not just be for love. that it can be had for pleasure. She then sets out to explore those pleasures in as wide a variety as she can, with old men and young, and young women as well. In positions of power and situations where she has none either watching or participating, Fanny's journey through the realms of sexual pleasure is a literary tour de force. Oh. It is a hard read, I won't deny that, because it still has the 1749 English. Okay, the language. So every now and again, I I really did have to concentrate um, particularly hard. It's only about 220 pages, but because the old English is in this particular edition of the book, it was a little bit strained. Mm. Uh but I must say, what I did like, the very, um, the many varieties of sexual passion described in flowery 18th century language were all there. The turned up petticoats, the untied handkerchiefs and the throbbing angel, engine or gristle or machine <laughs> handled with professional finesse by Fanny before finding the blissful spot and culminating in the effusion of pleasure. So, I love it. So yeah, lovely. It's gorgeous. And there's a quote from it, and I can't find the page, but at the moment, but in the book it says, but we no more choose our passions than our features or complexion. And I oh, thought, does I it, love that. Does, isn't that wonderful? Yeah. Doesn't that just bring it all down? Yep, it does. 
So could that be me? Boiled down into a teacup, I love it. Yeah, it's just just fantastic. So if you can get a copy of this one, um, I, it really is a, a beautiful... I wouldn't say beautiful read, but yes, a very interesting read and uh, very 18th century. It, it's certainly not Jane Austen. It sounds gorgeous. I want to read it now. Goodness. Well, mine was sort of the opposite. Oh. <laughs> in, in terms of... <laughs> well, this is why we do... <laughs> <laughs> well, the opposite in terms of... Definitely in terms of language. Uh, my third and final book in the erotic fiction that I chose was the first book that came up in the collection when I typed in erotic fiction. <laughs> it was one of the first books. Oh. It's called Dangerous. Oh. By Jax is yeah. the author, also known as Jacqueline Frank. So Jacqueline Frank is a best-selling New York Times author. So she's written this, spawned this other oh, series. <laughs> and, you know, she's writing as Jax. So Just anyway, in case it I, didn't turn out. I know, right? I know. <laughs> <laughs> she might have been embarrassed she wrote this book. <laughs> anyway, so I'm, I, I went to write a summary and then I realised I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't really give it any justice, and I was—I'm just going to straight up read the back of the book. I feel like this encompasses. <laughs> I feel like this encompasses all you need to know, dear reader. And it just made me laugh because I was trying to write this, you know, beautiful paragraph about this is what the book's about. And I'm like, yep, just going to read the back because <laughs> this says it all. Right at the top, it says, "Oh, I don't think I'm going to be able to read this without laughing." A body that won't quit, clothes that are barely there. Eyes that openly invite him to take what he wants. And it's like, I haven't even read it. Anyway. Nails and bone. I know. Nails and bone. So, the story reads, Devon Candler is nothing like the helpless, vulnerable woman Liam expected when he agreed to provide security for her secluded Catskill Mountain estate. Nails and bone. Yep. Yet, her life is at risk. Take this seriously, Burn. Serious stuff goes All right, on. Sorry. Her enemies... I'm hanging on now. It says here her enemies monsters. I feel like it should say her enemies are monsters. monsters. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. She's turned them into monsters. Or her enemies, um, like, comma or col... You know, yeah. there's, a bit of, there's a bit of grammar missing. Her secrets, devastating... Liam Nash is a trained killer who takes no prisoners, fears no man. But to him, this woman is seductively, devastatingly, (laughs) dot, 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 dangerous. (laughs) (laughs) I shouldn't give you the reading. (laughs) It's just because this book is kind of everything I wanted. (laughs) Everything I wanted to pick up was this book. Now, upon investigation and upon reading, it's it is it is more like a Mills and Boone than I than I I would have liked. I don't really understand because I don't read enough romance, and perhaps we mm. can do that. I don't really understand where the line is between romance and erotic fiction, because to me this is quite confusing. I thought this was. Don't get me wrong. There's definitely a lot of sex in this book. It's a lot of so much sex that it through kind of maybe. Halfway through, I was like, oh, get over yourself. <laughs> get off each other. <laughs> Liam, do your job. Uh, you're not... It's just... <laughs> 
there's just um, there's a lot. I think there's probably some crossover though. I think there would have to be. Yeah, there would have to be. And I, I guess that, that's what I mean. I'm not really I'm not really well pronounced in the nuances between the two sort of genres. Perhaps they are quite similar. Um, we've even got a lovely little love heart on it, which so that's romance. Normally denotes mm. romance, but it could denote. But it erotic. came up as erotic fiction. So yeah. um, anyway, which is what probably what the publishers tagged it as. I think so. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a pickle. It's a pickle. It's a pickle. You know, so I think if you're into romance and, um, you know, this is, this is to me is the perfect sort of beach read, you know, oh. like sort of summer holiday. <laughs> Fern's giving me oh. eyes, dear Rita. Well, Fern does not agree. There is a beach nearby to cool off in. <laughs> yeah, that's it. You can jump off when you get too hot under the collar. You can jump in the pool or the beach. But, um... You know, and there's there's a lot of sci-fi stuff going on. So there are actual monsters. Like it's a, it's a it's its own. Oh. Jo- there's sort of sci- it's like a sci-fi romance, or it's its own genre. So um, they're called Morphates. Anyway, it's there's a, there's a lot of stuff going on, and there's you know so in in typical style, you know the the male is he's six foot four and he's muscle bound and stone cold. You know, no one can break this this veneer of male perfection until dun, 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 he meets our lovely uh, protagonist, Devon, who, might I say, is a scientist, so she's kind of cool. You know, she's got her own stuff going on, although she hilariously wears see-through clothing and then is like, I'm so surprised men find me attractive. <laughs> like, really? Um, <laughs> and, you know, she's gorgeous and she's sensual and she knows what she wants and she's really provocative and, you know, there's sort of – there's that whole – they're both the exception to each other's rules. So, you know, oh, that okay. makes them yep. completely irresistible to each other. And, you know, they have all these reasons they can't be together. Sizzling. Yeah, it is quite sizzling. So, look, you know, I've I've Just kind like, of I've giggled a lot. But to be honest, this book is... Like I said, it's a beach read. It would be just wonderful on maybe a short haul flight. It is you can rip <laughs> through it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it depends on how excitable you can get. But you know, it's you can whip through it pretty quick and it's just it was just it was fun. So I did want some fun, you know. I thought well, erotic fiction. I want something. I want something to giggle at, and I've already giggled even just talking about it. So it definitely fulfilled that. Like I said, some of the erotic scenes are a bit like, oh, guys, come on, that's enough. Really? Enough. Or you know, a little bit. Uh, the language was a bit like, ew. <laughs> but I mean, that's that's the beauty of it. I loved. I really enjoyed it. You know, and it was just. Just the whole sort of Romeo and Juliet nature of it was at once laughable, but also you kind of got sucked it in. You know? That's, did you finish it? Happens. I did. <laughs> I don't know how satisfied I am, but I did. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, my goodness. Well, Any other notable? Notable? Well, I've got another old notable, and it's called Now You Think I'll Now You'll Think I'm Awful by Sue Rhodes, and it's called The Most Outrageous Book. She did write another one, and I've left it up in the other room, so I can't remember what it was. But I'll just go through the contents page. This is uh, that outrageous book about sex Ooh. and the Australian girl. Mm-hmm. And the first chapter is, Geez, love, you're a grouse lock and Sheila. <laughs> when was this made? Oh, 
Louise, 1968. Oh, oh it's just the language. See. I thought it was made the other day, Burn. <laughs> no. I'm a collector. Um, I'll show you mine if you show me yours. So I wouldn't necessarily recommend reading this one unless you actually want to see a little bit of Australian society in 1968. Ooh, what, what, what were our sexual attitudes like, though? Oh, well. Why are we so conservative? Because a lot of, you know, a lot of history, you think people are really conservative, and I think, mm, I don't know. I think it was well, just, that's all we hear is the conservative stuff, really. Yeah, true. I mean, goodness, to hear some of the erotic stories from ancient Greece. Well. <sighs> yeah. Imagine those erotic stories. Well, maybe we should have done those. I don't Yeah. Oh. Mm. There might be might be a bit above us, Burn. Could Too be. highbrow. <laughs> Visiting, um, we'll stick with our gutter-bearing oh, erotic oh, fiction. Oh, my uh, Jack's novels. <laughs> yes, yes. And it will bring us stand us in good stead for when we do romance. I think so. Mm. Maybe we'll do that. We'll do that soon, dear reader. Keep keep a lookout if you're on if you're on for romance. If you've got any suggestions, hit us up. Hit us up on Twitter. Send yeah. us an email. See what happens. Exactly. We will because all do that. Suggestions. So, dear reader, it's getting a bit warm in here. No. Very warm. So we hope you've enjoyed that. <laughs> Thanks so, for listening. We're going to sign out. Over and out. Happy reading. Bye. Take care.